Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. How are y'all this morning? Amen. Now, how are you really? <laughs> blessed, blessed and stressed. My dad had, used to have a nickname in, my, in a church that I, that I grew up in when I was a teenager. Uh, his name, nickname was Mr. Wonderful. Anytime you walked up and talked to my dad, uh, you would be asked, or you could ask him, how you doing, Brother Doug? That I heard I don't know how many times. And his answer was always the same. Wonderful. And what a great answer. But I can tell you from knowing all that my dad went through was when I was a teenager, not because of me. Don't get that on your It wasn't my fault. It's all, well, some, okay, some of it may have been my fault, but... With the, with, the, with, the, with the broken back and, and the, the surgeries and the, the constant pain, the, the disability, all those, all those things that happened. Listen, his, his answer never changed. And many times, Will we'll put on a facade. He would hide the pain. He would hide the, it wasn't like he was complaining. He was, he was just trying to glorify God. But, and I can honestly look back and say he was wonderful, not because of his circumstances, but because of his attitude of what was going on in the midst of, you know, how God blessed him in the midst of his circumstances. And many times you'll ask somebody, and how many times has this ever happened? You'll, you'll go up and you'll say, how are you doing? And really, you're just looking for that, that non-committal, not really, I don't really want to know how you're doing. You're just looking for, I'm doing good, right? The, the pleasantries. That happens sometimes, right? And sometimes you'll do the same thing. It's, you're, you don't tell people how you really are because, well, you either don't think they want to know, and maybe they don't, or, or maybe you don't want to burden them with your problems or your stress, and so your answer will be, fine, I'm doing good. Today we're going to talk about Mary. Luke chapter 1, if you're not there, make sure you turn there. We're going to talk about Mary. And I, I, I was telling Brother Rich this, this this morning. I found this week because I read the, we know Mary as what? As, as, as blessed among women, right? As, as the, the, she was highly favored among women and blessed. And, and as we're going to read down through this passage, the angel calls her blessed. Elizabeth calls her blessed. Mary even says, all generations shall call me blessed. But you know what Mary never said? I'm blessed. <laughs> and I began to think about that. Why would, uh, listen, we're, this is the Christmas season. We're talking about the advent, the, the, the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, this, this was a glorious time. This was a wonderful fulfillment and promise. But, but for Mary, if you, if you really think about it, she, well, and we'll talk about what, how she responded in this and, Bob talks about how she was amazed at the things that Simeon said. Bob talks about in Luke chapter two how she pondered all these things in her heart when the when the when the uh, the, uh, the the shepherds there we go the shepherds came and told of how the angels had said that the Son of God would be born that day the fulfillment so and the angel here came and told her that this that this one who was going to be upon her uh, or be with be within her that was, she was going to give birth to was was going to be the Son of God. The fulfillment of all this prophecy. Man, what a wonderful day for the nation of Israel. And for the whole world, by the way. But what a difficult time for a young girl. Do we understand all that Mary had to go through and what this may almost cost Mary and did cost Mary? 
See, sometimes things that are a blessing to the whole world are a trial in our lives. She was not married. And the man she was engaged to thought about leaving her. Would have if the angel hadn't appeared to him to tell him that, that this was of God. Everybody knew that, this child, that, that they got married after she was already pregnant. You think she had to, to carry that burden? Back in those days, she could have been stoned to death by certain people. She had to carry that with her. So th- this is a trial. I want you to imagine this young girl getting this news that she was now going to be pregnant, and, and even though she had never known a man, and, and all of this is kind of going on in her mind. And while she, she submits, and we'll, we'll talk about that, and she goes, while she's blessed among men, it's in the midst of a trial. It's in the midst of a difficult time in her life. And, and I, I love how she responds. And we'll, we're going to get to that here in a few minutes. Let's go ahead and, and start looking here in verse 26. It says, And the sixth month of the angel, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. The first thing I want us to notice is, is uh, this fact that she is highly favored of the Lord. Uh, before we get into it any farther, let's go ahead and pray. God, I, th- I thank you, Lord, for your love for us. God, I thank you for what you did for us, on the, what Christ did for us on the cross, Lord. And it started... Lord, it started in a manger. Lord, we're, we're in that time of year where we celebrate that. Lord, I pray that we never stop celebrating that. Lord, but help us not also not in this time of celebration to forget what, what that really meant for, the, for that little baby who would grow up to be our Savior crucified, risen again. And God, I thank you for that. Help me now as I preach. God, I pray that you would uh, give me the exact words to say. I pray that you'd Lord, that you fill me with your spirit. I pray that our hearts and our minds, Lord, would be just focused upon you and your word, attended to your, the moving of your spirit. And God, may you, may you bind Satan. Lord, may you bind the things of this world outside of this place. Lord, that uh, they would have no influence upon what's about to take place. Lord, that we might give God all the glory. You deserve it, Lord. Help us now. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This angel appears to Mary, a young girl. We don't know exactly what her age was. The Bible doesn't tell us, but his, historically she could have been in her early, mid, early mid-teens. Uh, she, was, she was espoused, engaged to Joseph, but she was not married yet. Uh, they, they, they would espouse uh, the young people to be married uh, much younger than this, but uh, uh, for years, it'd be espoused or engaged, uh, but uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, we do know that uh, that she was old enough that where she could be be pregnant. It says there in that sixth month, uh, the angel Gabriel was sent from God in the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin. This is a fulfillment of prophecy, uh, Isaiah chapter seven, that a virgin would give birth. It tells us here she's espoused, she's engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. He's of the house of David, and her name was Mary. But you know what it doesn't tell us? That she was righteous. It doesn't tell us that she was 
of all of her good works or her good character traits. It doesn't tell us of uh, uh, any miracles that she performed, any prophecies that she ever made. It doesn't tell us a whole lot of things about Mary, but it tells us she was highly favored. The first thing I see when I, when I look at Mary and, and, and God used her uh, and, and to, to bring forth, to carry uh, the Christ child, uh, God used her to help raise the Christ child. Uh, it, 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 the first thing we learn about her, God chose her not based upon her merit, but based upon his grace. It doesn't tell us how good of a person she was. It doesn't tell us how much she loved God and how she wanted to do everything for him. It doesn't tell us anything about her. What it says is she was highly favored. You know, none of us deserve God's grace. None of us are a fit vessel. Uh, uh, there is no woman who was ever born on this earth who was a vessel fit for the Savior. Uh, she was going to carry that child, but it wasn't because of who she was. It wasn't because of her background. It wasn't because she was she had a, a large amount of money. It wasn't because uh, she came a wealthy, from a wealthy family or a powerful family. She, in fact, the Bible, if we study her, uh, she was poor. She was going to marry a, a carpenter, a tradesman. That wasn't somebody with political power or clout. It wasn't somebody with, with finances and money. She, she was a, 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 a young girl who was getting, going to be getting married, and she had nothing to her name other than she was engaged, and she could have lost her engagement over all this. She had nothing, and she was nothing. I am certainly glad God doesn't choose us based upon who we are. I'm certainly glad that God does not choose the, the wise. God does not choose the mighty. God does not, does not, does not choose the perfect, uh, the, uh, the talented. Uh, God can use anybody, but the only way God can really use us is if we're willing to be used. And if God chooses you to do something for him, God will enable you to do it. Mary could not, in and of herself, develop a child within her womb. It was a work of the Holy Spirit upon her life. We're going to read how the angel tells her how this is going to happen. And she's confused. She, she, does, she doesn't understand all of this. But just because we don't necessarily understand the circumstances that we're going through, we may not even understand this, what it might cost us. I am grateful that she was willing. Notice it says there, we see the, the, wisdom, or the, the amazing grace of God. We see, we see it here in verse 28. It says, hail, hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. First time we see her mentioned as blessed is here. Now the word blessed means what? Happy. Joyful. It doesn't mean that God had given her some special touch. Uh, it was it's, uh, the word. Uh, if you look up the, the the Greek word, it means happiness, joyfulness, and and and, and, and the angel says, the angel says, "Blessed art thou among women." Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a happiness, there's a, a joy in your life. Now, I, I I appreciate it when somebody tells me that they're doing well and everything's going good, but I'd really rather them tell me the truth. The only one who doesn't say that she's blessed is Mary. You can say you're blessed all you want. But real joy, where does that come from? It comes from in here. It comes from your relationship with God. It comes from, it comes from uh, that, 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 that fellowship that you can have with the Lord according to 1 John. That, that, that's fullness of joy. 
And, and she had, a, I, I believe she had a relationship with God. I believe that may, that was part of why God chose her. She, she was, she, she did believe in him. She did, we're going to see here in a moment, have faith. Uh, and that's where, that's why she was joyful. But, but here he says, the, the angel, he says, thou art blessed among women. Uh, and he also says, thou art highly favored. I am grateful again that we're, that we're chosen because of God's grace in our life. And we're not blessed because of our circumstances. She was poor. She was possibly going to lose her, her fiancé. She could have been stoned to death according to the law. She could have been cast away, put, put aside. That's what, that's what Joseph had plan, was planning to do. Do you remember that? That he had, that he had chosen to decide to put her away privily, privately. But then the angel came and spoke to him. We see God's amazing grace in her life. Next we see her absolute faith. What do you mean by her absolute faith? We're going to skip down a few verses. Look at verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? So, well, how's that faith? It's a lack of knowledge. That's what that is. The angel says, this is what's going to happen. And she says, I don't understand how that's going to happen. But is faith knowledge? No. Faith is, faith is separate from knowledge. Now, it's, it's, uh, faith is a belief in what God has told us. Amen. I have knowledge. Uh, I have knowledge of what the Word of God says. That's not faith. Faith is me trusting in that. Now the angel has told her what's going to happen, and she says, "How will this be?" And the angel goes on to explain to her explicitly that the Holy Spirit was going to come upon her, and that that, that child that was that would be born of her would be the Son of God. And then he goes on to say in verse thirty-six, he he says, "Listen, your your cousin Elizabeth, who was barren." Uh, the barren is one who's unable and has, has never been able to bear children. Uh, uh, she has become pregnant of the Lord. Uh, you see how God has worked in her heart or worked in her life. And she is, uh, she is now bearing a child, who was John the Baptist, by the way. And then verse 37, this promise. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. If God tells you, this is what the angel's t- telling her, if God is telling you something, it is no, it, there's nothing that is impossible that God cannot do. He's the creator of the world. He was there before uh, anything else existed. He spoke it into existence. All of this that we see is made by him, and, 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 he, and he continues it. He keeps it going. There's nothing that God cannot do in this world or in your life if God has given you that promise. And what is Mary's response? Even though she may not necessarily understand all that the angel was saying was going to happen, she placed her faith and trust in that verse right there. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Now notice it says she's a handmaid of the Lord. What's the handmaid? A servant. She said, Lord, I'm your... She said, I'm just a just servant of God. Whatever you say... May that be what happens. Her absolute faith. Absolute faith results in one of two things. Submission or obedience. 
Now, there was nothing that Mary had to do for this to take place in her life other than for her to submit and allow it to happen. She didn't have to pack up her tents like Abraham did when he believed God. Right? The Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. He, he packed up his tent and went looking for that city that God had sent him to. He also says that by faith, Abraham went up onto the mountain to sacrifice his son, believing that, that, that this is the promised son of God. And because he was the promised son of God, that he would raise again from the dead as long as he was obedient. And by faith, he was obedient and did what God told him to do. Hebrews 11 is full of, by faith, this person did this. But there wasn't anything there for her to do other than just to believe. There was nothing there for her to do but to believe. And it says if you go down to verse 39, we're going to read how she comes to she comes to uh, Elizabeth who also calls her blessed. And we're going to see why Elizabeth calls her blessed. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid, verse 39, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zechariah and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and saying, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of the Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my, in my womb for joy. And blessed is she, Mary, that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things that, were, that, that which were told her from the Lord. He said, uh, Elizabeth, uh, here's Mary coming. She's, she's calling out. Maybe she comes to the house and she says, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. And the Spirit of God fills her heart. And, and, and the, the, the tiny baby, the six-month-old, uh, in utero child, uh, John the Baptist, begins leaping in her womb because, because of the nearness of the Lord and Savior as, as, they're, as they're coming together. And she comes out and she says, you're blessed, Mary. And blessed is the child in your womb. And, and she goes on saying, and you're blessed because you have believed what God has said. Listen, she had absolute faith in what God told her was going to happen. Why was she blessed? Because she trusted God. Why? Because God can do all things despite her circumstances. This was, we don't know, the Bible doesn't describe the struggles that she went through, the times that she was looked down upon when she went in pregnant, unmarried, into, into, the, into the store, I say store, we didn't have stores, but into the marketplace, and the people that mocked and ridiculed her, the people that turned their back on her because they had once been her friends, but now she was pregnant. Listen, we don't understand all the trials and the struggles that she went through, and I, I'm, I feel bad. I, 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 I'm pained when I think of... We treat sometimes people, the way I see people treated today because of their circumstances that they're in now. This is back then. She could have been killed for those things. We don't know all the trial, but she believed God. And she praised God. And she trusted God. She had absolute faith. And she had abundant gratitude. Verse 46. She, sing, she begins to sing a song. It says, My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my, my spirit hath rejoiced 
in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaid and his servant. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. She begins to praise God in the midst of the circumstances. She knew what she was going to face, and she said, God, I, I want to praise you, God, for what you've done. You, you have chosen me. I was, I was just a lowly servant, humble and, and worthless, but God had grace upon my life, and he lifted me up, and he chose me, and he's, he, he's placed this child within me, and he's going to use me as the one who brings this child forth into the world, and all generations and all nations shall be blessed by this child, and they'll all call me blessed. There was a true, because of her faith, because, because of the promises of God, there was real joy in her life. Even in the midst of the circumstances. Because the promises of God surrounded, were all surrounded and wrapped up in the Messiah. What was this promise? What was this, this burden that she was to bear? A child. We find him again in verse. 30, we find him in verse thirty-two, verse thirty-one. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be of his kingdom there shall be no end. Do you, do you understand the, the gravity? Do you understand the greatness, the monumental uh, promise that God has given to her right now? He says, "This child that will be in your womb is the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Uh, he will be the one to reign forever." and forever, and forever, and forever, and there will be no end. That's the promise. The young girl, that's what's in her mind. And yes, there, 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 there was, I'm sure there was fear. I'm sure she saw the indignation, especially as her belly began to grow. And, 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 but in, the, in her mind, she just clung to that promise that this was going to be the Son of God, that it would all be worth it. Listen, the problems that we face today are nothing. 2020, it's been a bad year for everybody. And even if it wasn't 2020, we all have problems. Isn't that true? We all have struggles, trials, family issues, marriages, the divorce. I hope nobody's gone the way to divorce. So call me. We'll sit and talk and pray about it. But listen, problems with our kids, problems with our relationships, problems with their jobs, problems with finances. Listen, it goes on and on and on forever and ever. Those things never stop. Do you know why? Because Satan is always out to afflict you. Satan is always out to try to discourage you. Satan wants to get you to quit. And God is always out trying you. James chapter 1 says to count it all joy when you, find, when, when you fall into diverse temptations. If the trying of our faith works with patience while Satan's trying to destroy us, God's trying to refine us. And we're just in the middle here burning and saying, what's going on? The only reason we cry out in the midst of our trials is because we're, we are not doing what Mary did. We forget to believe. We forget to hang on to the promises of God. We forget to praise God for what he's doing in our life. 
The angel called her blessed. Elizabeth called her blessed. Even she said, all nations, all generations, they'll call me blessed. She never said, hey, I'm blessed. She never came out and said, hey, I am something. God chose me. He did not choose you. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, she didn't have that kind of attitude. What kind of attitude did she have? Humility. Why would God choose a, a, a lowly, humble, maid servant like me? I'm not worthy. My goodness, I wish we would all come to that conclusion. We are just not worthy. We are not good enough. Now listen, I'm not trying to destroy your self-esteem. I'm not trying to make you feel like you're worse than everybody else. We are all in the same boat. The Bible says, uh, the Bible doesn't say, but uh, uh, one of my favorite phrases is, the ground is, is equal at the uh, at level at the cross. We all stand there in need of God's grace and God's forgiveness. And can I tell you, God offers it right there. He doesn't want somebody who wants to earn it for themselves because he knows that you can't earn it for yourself. The Bible says that salvation is not about our works. It's not about our goodness. The Bible says there's none righteous. No, not one. It doesn't have to do about coming to church. It doesn't have to do about being a member of said church. It doesn't have to do about putting money in the tithe box or, 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 or slipping money to the pastor. Though if you're anyone, anybody wants to slip me some money, it's okay. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> it has nothing to do with those things. Listen, if you gave me all you had, it wouldn't get you to heaven. And I would burn through it fast. I just pay my bills. I'm not asking for your money. What, what I want you to understand is it isn't about those things. It isn't about your name. Some people rely upon the fact that they have family members that are faithful Christians. That's something that I fear for my kids. Now, I don't believe my kids believe that right now, but they're growing up in church. Growing up in church and sitting in church and being there because your parents make you come does not make you a Christian. You know what makes you a Christian? Faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Belief. She, 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 she was lowly, she was humble, and she said, Lord, I don't know why you would do this. I don't know why you would use me. I don't even understand how you could do it. But because you said it, God, I believe it. And listen, the truth is, for any one of us, for God to use us, we need to come to him humbly. Say, God, I don't know why you would choose me. I don't know how you could use me. I know how talentless I am, and I know how wicked I am. Listen, as, as a young man, I grew up in church. You all know my testimony. I'm, this, isn't, this isn't a surprise for anybody. Uh, I was a good kid on the outside. I was the kid that every other parent looked at their kid and said, why don't you be like that guy? Except for that was what was on the outside. On the inside, I was as wicked and sinful or more so than any of the other kids that got in trouble. I was just deceitful about it. I was good at hiding my tracks and, and not getting caught. Just made me a good liar is all that was. And we laugh about it now, but the truth is I was in danger of hellfire sitting in church every Sunday. And it was only by God's grace and mercy that he opened my eyes and I saw my need of salvation. And I saw that Jesus wasn't just born. We're celebrating his birth. 
I knew of his death. I, I heard it. I, I could quote it. I memorized all the verses. In fact, I was, I was preaching in nursing homes at 14 or 15 years old. I got saved before, uh, before, before that, but I can remember preaching in English class. When you go to a Christian school, they let you do that kind of thing. <laughs> giving you a speech. And listen, I, can, I, I quoted all those verses telling people, you must be born again. But I'd never experienced it in my own life. Until God struck my heart. It isn't about who we are or where we come from. It's about our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The promise of God was all wrapped up in this child who will be born. I want us to look, as we close here, I want us to take a look at the song she sung. Verse 46, she said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. My soul doth magnify the Lord. She was so thankful. She was so grateful. She wanted to magnify God. What does it mean to magnify? It means to to make larger. Now, can we make God any bigger than he is? Of course not. But what she wants to do is to magnify his name, lift up his name so that everybody knows and everybody hears of the greatness of God. He is not great because I say he's great. He's great because he is great. But I want you to know about it too. It's hard for me to describe to you just how good God is. and You need to experience it for yourself. There, was a, a, there is a, a cheesecake that I had once. My wife went out for our anniversary. It was the best caramel cheesecake I have ever had. I, 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 we ordered it. I was kind of, eh, hey, we'll see. There was a couple different things I was, I was thinking about. I took that first bite, and it was like I died and went to heaven. The angels began to sing. The pearly gates swung open, and Jesus said, welcome home. And I was like, ah, it was amazing. Now, you're going to laugh at my description of it, but the, it, was, it was the best cheesecake I ever had. And I can stand here and tell you how amazing it was and how, how just, just wonderful it was and it was how perfect it was. But until you take a bite, you'll never know. And that's what it's like, salvation. You can, you can sit back and you can hear about how the peace of God filled my heart when I got saved. How that burden that I hid from everybody because of my sinfulness. Only I knew how, how terrible I really was. And I carried that on my shoulders. I remember how many times I came to the altar just asking God to take that away. But listen, God didn't want to just take away my burden. God wanted to save my soul. And I've met people that they want peace. And I've met people that they want, they want happiness. And I've met people and they want this and they want that. But listen, God doesn't want that. He wants you. And the peace and the joy and the happiness, that all comes as a part of the package. Don't think that you're saved just because you're here. Because you said some prayer years ago. Listen, I, I said a prayer when I was five years old. It's, it's dangerous for kids. It's dangerous for adults. Because here's, the, here's the, the truth. Most people that come to the Lord, statistically, are become, come to the Lord before the age of 18. Once, once you cross that, that age of 18, the, the, the number of people that get saved drops drastically. 
But many of those kids then struggle with their, with their faith. And that's something that I struggled with for, for years. I guess I, I, I'll, I'll, let me rephrase that. I didn't really struggle with it. I knew I made a profession of faith. And what are people going to say if I come out and tell them the truth? Because I knew I wasn't saved. And that was the burden I carried. It isn't about my prayer. It isn't about any of those things. It's about our faith in God. Can I tell you that Mary had faith in God for one reason? For with God, nothing shall be impossible. So you don't know my background. You don't know what I've done. You don't know who I am. You're right. I don't. But God does. He knows everything that you've ever done. He has seen it. He knows every thought that you've ever thought, those things that are hidden, those, those things that, listen, you can lie to me, you can fool me all day long. Hey, listen, I, 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 can, I can easily be fooled. I'm not that smart. But you can't fool God. You can't pull the wool over his, over his eyes. You can come in here and fool all of us. I know, I know a man who got saved here not too long ago. He was a pastor of a church in South Liberty. He fooled everybody. He fooled himself for a while until God revealed it to him. Why was Mary blessed? Not because she deserved it. Because God showed her grace. And she had faith in God. Can you, can you be blessed as much as Mary? Yes, you can. So, well, she, she carried the Savior, yes. But the Bible says we can have Jesus within us. The Holy Spirit will dwell within us. If that's not blessed, I don't know what is. The Holy Spirit came upon her, and she was pregnant for nine months, and she had a baby. But at some point in time, he was no longer in her anymore. And caused some problems for her. At 12, he disappeared for a little while. They grieved, thinking he was gone or dead or something. He was just about his father's business. And her 12-year-old son, Jesus, rebuked her. <laughs> In an honoring way. Because he's the son of God. Hey, listen, uh, many times the church and in tradition, we lift up Mary to be something more than she was. She was honored. Uh, she was favored of God. But she was just a woman, a vessel used by God, who trusted and had faith in the promises of God. God can use you right where you are if you trust him, if you humble yourself and you allow him to use you. You can be blessed by having faith in Jesus Christ. Because there is nothing more, there is nothing more joyous than having all your sins forgiven, having all, every, your past wiped away and made clean. There's nothing more joyous than having your, uh, being, your spirit filled with the, the joy of having a relationship, a, fel a fellowship with God. There's nothing more joyous than those things. Uh, she didn't have to fake it. She didn't even have to tell people she was blessed. Everybody looked at her and said, hey, Mary is blessed. Too many times we have Christians that walk around... <sighs> There is no joy of the Lord in their heart. There is no joy of the Lord on their face. And while they may say, hey, I'm fine, everything's great, their circumstances have, have them down. We can be blessed in the midst of our circumstances 
by having faith in the word of God. Let's pray. Father, God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for all that you've done for us. God, the, the, the promises uh, that you have given to us, uh, not just for uh, the circumstances of our life, but for our salvation. God, I am so thankful for what you've done. Lord, if there's one here today that's not sure, uh, they're not 100% sure that they would spend eternity in heaven, God, may today be that day that they place their faith and their trust in you for salvation. God, I pray that your spirit would have your way with us. Lord, you know uh, you know our hearts, Lord. You, you, you look deep within us, your word cuts deep within us and shows us exactly what we need. Lord, help us to be tender to the moving of your spirit. Lord, for those that are saved, God, help us just to praise you, to glorify you for all that you've done for us. God, we are truly blessed because of your love for us, because of what Christ did on the cross. Help us, O Lord, to rejoice in that. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here, keep your heads bowed, nice closed for just a moment.